putting out great content, positioning yourself as the expert, and getting the customers to come to you. These are all powerful ways to land clients. This is the 7 Figure Agency Podcast. Discover the strategies and techniques to grow a highly successful and profitable digital marketing agency with your host, Josh Nelson. So I'm super pumped to be here, excited to share. I know it's four o'clock, it's getting towards the end of the day. There's really two ways this can go. I can talk, you can listen, you get bored, you fall asleep, and you don't learn anything. The other way is I talk passionately about what I have to share. You listen, I ask questions, you answer, you run to those mics and you engage with me. And we walk away from this session energized, revitalized, and hopefully with something you guys can go back and take action on. You guys okay with that second plan? Awesome. So here's what I want everybody to stand up for one second. We've been sitting all day. Just real quick. What I want you to do is just do this action. I saw Chet Holmes do this once. And what it does is it gets the liquids from your cerebral spine up to your brain. Helps you think better. You've been sitting all day. I want you guys to get the most out of the session possible. So thank you for engaging with me on that. When I talked with Chris at the beginning about me coming down and doing this session, you know, he was asking, what could you talk about that would add value, that would be helpful? What would have the biggest impact for the folks that are in attendance? And really what came to is like, what's the one thing that we've done that's been able to help our agency grow to the level that it's at today? And really what it is, is our ability to get clients on a consistent basis without having to chase them down. And I've developed a pretty unique mechanism to do that, that I'm going to be sharing with you guys today, because that's really the number one thing. And so I'm really excited to share. As it relates to running a digital marketing agency, which all of you guys are doing or attempting to do or planning to do in the weeks, months, and years to follow, there's some challenges. And one of the biggest is most of the teaching out there teaches you to chase the prospects down, teaches you to cold call, teaches you to drop in at their office. And that is a way to get clients. But what often happens is you have to chase every client. And when you chase a client, what inevitably happens is when they raise their hand and they say, yeah, I'll listen to what you have to say, there's usually a hard sell that ensues because you broke their preoccupation. They weren't necessarily interested in dealing with you personally. So you had to say, look, here's what I do. Here's why I'm different. Here's the great results I'm going to get for you. But their guard is up. There's a really strong hard sell that takes place. What ultimately happens is you wind up with an empty calendar, right? You don't have enough appointments because you have to chase and that's a lot of work. And we know we have to have appointments. We have to do strategy sessions in order to land clients. And we don't generate enough sales. We don't generate income to provide for our lifestyle needs, to grow our business and take things to the next level. That's the big challenge that we're facing in the digital marketing agency world. And the fact is, if you don't figure out a way to consistently land clients, there's no way you're going to succeed. You're going to wind up having to fold up shop, file bankruptcy, or probably worse for all of us, me personally as well, have to go back and get a regular job, right? That's the end outcome that nobody wants. And I kind of share my story and kind of my experience with this. I started my first internet marketing agency. It was really a web design company back in 2004. Right out of high school, I decided, man, I'm going to go out. I'm going to build a marketing agency, right? I'm going to make websites. I'm going to host websites. And I can tell you that business failed. I worked 40, 60 hours every single week. I hustled. And it seemed like no matter what I could do, I would only land like four or five clients, which isn't that bad. But if your model's wrong, which mine was, I was charging $1,000 to build a website and then $50 a month to host it. So $5,000 a month, if you didn't have any expenses, pretty good. But as a foolish young man, I spent all that money marketing the company and doing other things. And so for a period of about three or four years, I was working 40, 60 hours a week and making no money. 
really just chasing my tail. And what's worse is in order to get this business off the ground, I borrowed $10,000 from my dad. Now, I'm from a missionary family. I lived in Haiti the first nine years of my life. I have three older sisters. So to borrow $10,000 from a missionary is like asking for over 100000 But he gave me the money. I don't know where he got the money. He gave me the money. I went through this process and totally failed. By the time I finished college, I was engaged to be married to my current wife. I realized I needed to make some money in order to pay the bills and live on our own and do all that fun stuff. So it was a very painful experience to go to my dad and say, hey, this didn't work. You know, I'm not going to be able to repay that money. As a matter of fact, I'm shutting the business down. So after a couple of years and this kind of painful process of having failed in my first attempt at internet marketing, I realized I did want to make this work. And I was a big student of Robert Kiyosaki. You guys are familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And T. Harv Eker, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. How many of you guys have read that? Amazing book. One of the powerful insights from that book was, as you build a business, you don't have to go into business on your own right away. Right? One of the best plays is to get in the corridor, working somewhere. And there was a company that was just crushing at the time. They're called Reach Local. Any of you guys familiar with Reach Local, a big pay-per-click management company, publicly traded for a while? So I was like, what a great opportunity. Why don't I go work for them? I can figure some things out. So I spent a, about a year and a half at Reach Local selling internet marketing services, mostly pay-per-click, and did really well. I earned an income to pay my bills. I figured a lot of things out, which I'll share with you guys. And one of the biggest things was small businesses will gladly pay $1,000 to $5,000 per month for internet marketing that works. And I did not believe that prior to working at this company. Like in my mind... The most anyone would pay for this type of stuff might be $500 a month. And if I get someone to pay me $500 a month, that would be a wild stretch. Well, in my time at Reach Local, I saw thousands of sales reps selling five, six, seven clients every single month for $1,000 to $5,000 per month. To your exactly the kind of guys that William was talking about earlier today, plumbers, roofers, HVAC contractors. So I learned that. I discovered that. They're willing to pay. And that mind shift made a big difference for me. The other thing was charging a monthly residual, right? Actually making sure you're getting paid every single month by the same client instead of just getting a one-time payment. So after being there for about a year, working really hard, selling clients, I started to get frustrated because what I was selling didn't work, right? As a rep at Reach Local, your responsibility is to pound the pavement, make calls, sit in networking meetings, get sales appointments with prospects, sell them, and then you have to retain the relationship. So you need to meet with them every month and review the call data and show them, hey, look, you spent three grand and you generated X amount of calls. Well, that turned out to be a pretty painful experience because if any of you guys have competed against Reach Local, they're not very good at what they do. Just to be quite frank, they very rarely had a positive return on investment and it was extremely frustrating. So I took what I learned and decided, all right, let's give this another world. So back in 2011, I started my current agency. It's called Plumbing and HVAC SEO. Grew it to seven figures over about a two-year period. Currently, we're at $370,000 a month in recurring revenue. Got a team of 30 full-time employees. We do about $4 million per year. I think we're going to do five this year. I guess the whole point of what I'm sharing here is that I wasn't always at that level. There was a period of time where I did not know whether I would be successful, where I truly just believed in my heart of hearts I wasn't made to be an entrepreneur. I don't know how to do this stuff, but I learned what needed to be learned. A couple things, and I'm just going to rattle these off real quick. One specific niche, monthly recurring revenue at a fee greater than $1,000 per month. Those were the game change business model things that helped us grow. And so for the last three years in a row, we made the Inc. 5000 list the fastest growing companies in the United States. We got a real bricks and mortar company based in Miami, Florida. 
We try to make it a fun office environment. So there's kind of cutouts all over the office. It's vibrant green colors. We have a mostly millennial staff. So if you're ever in South Florida, we'll love to have you come by and check it out. And I have a passion for this internet marketing stuff. I have a passion for getting results. And so I love to share, right? I think Chris said earlier today, you only really learn something once you've learned it, applied it, and then you start to teach others about it. And so that's why I like to share this information. I've had the opportunity to work with lots of digital marketing agency owners and help them get their businesses to the next level. But I think the biggest thing that helped us grow and accelerate the growth of our company to that Inc. 5000 status more than anything else was a shift from chasing prospects down to getting customers to come to us pre-positioned to buy. Because when I was at Reach Local, that was the only play. It was you cold call, you sit in BNI meetings, you try and find networking opportunities, and you can get business like that, but it's a lot of work, right? There's no sustainability to it. And what I noticed was the top representatives there were targeting specific verticals, and they were putting out some content that made people come to them. And so that's what I want to share with you guys, how to shift the positioning and get the customers to come to you. Because what happens is, when you get this right, again, the customers will line up and they're coming to you as opposed to you having to chase them down. The sales resistance goes away. They were exposed to your content. They saw you as the expert. They came to you. Do you think that there's less sales resistance in that scenario than if you cold called them and forced them to take two minutes to talk with you about what you can do? Absolutely. So when you get this figured out, you're going to have plenty of appointments. You're going to have momentum and consistent growth within your digital marketing agency. And ultimately, you're going to have success. Right? I think this is the critical factor that's going to determine success or failure in your digital marketing agency. And to me, success means that you've got a business that provides for your lifestyle needs and gives you the freedom to do what you want to do. Really, the objective, and this might seem like a low bar, is about four to five clients per month. It takes about 15 to 20 qualified strategy sessions every month with people that are interested and open to what you have to say. If you're charging about $1,000 to $2,000 per month, that's $83,000 a month in monthly residual, which makes you a seven-figure digital marketing agency. Bottom line, if you can land five clients per month and earn an average of $1,350 per month, you can get to seven figures in one year. And if you're a little slower than that, two years. Does that sound pretty good to everybody? So, you know, my mission for what I do is to help move as many to the level of significance, which is seven figures as quickly as possible. And really, I find there's five steps. Startup, struggle, scale, success, and significance. And the reason I think significance is important is because I've seen the impact that it can have on your life and the impact it's had on my life. I've got two kids, and we have the opportunity to travel. We travel at least once a month. We go on a cruise. We go to the beach. We stay at a nice resort. I have the financial abundance to live my desired lifestyle, which call a little materialistic. I'm not the guy behind the Ferrari, but I was able to buy my dream home for my family. I'm able to put my kids in the best private school in the area. I'm able to do the things I really want to do. And that's what I want for you. And really, I think it's really important that you're clear on your why, because if you understand why you want to get to a significant level, you'll do the work, you'll make the calls, you'll do the positioning, which ultimately will get you to that next level. And more important, really, than the material stuff, is the freedom and the impact, right? Because once you get to seven figures, there's a couple things that have to happen. You have to build a team, right? And give them a career track and train them and develop them. You're impacting their lives. You have to serve a lot of clients and they're only gonna stay with you if they're getting great results. So you're having an impact. You're seeing their businesses grow. You're seeing them take their businesses to the next level. And so that's what I want for all of you. I want you all to get to that next level. So I said, I wanna keep this interactive. I'd like to hear from just a couple of you. Go to the mic. 
why does putting a proactive system in place to drive new customers on a consistent basis matter to you? What's your why? I just want to hear from two or three people real quick. Up, go to the mic. We got one here. So my question more falls into the guy like myself who's working the corporate job, 160K a year. I can't just leave 160K a year. So I have to use an automated system to somehow ramp it up to that number outsourcing and all that. And you can't just take off time during the middle of the day. Your call is going to be at 6.30 or 7 at night or early morning through your conversation, can you address that? Because we always talk as if, yeah, you got to call people and your people in the back room are talking, which is great. But there's some of us that still have a corporate job and we have a large income to replace it, to build an agency like this. Great question. Yes, I will. I'm going to talk in depth and give you very specific insights and feedback on that front. One more. Thanks for jumping up and coming to the mic. I'm looking for the end game. I've been in corporate America, didn't end well. So this is my end game, but I also want an end game that I can leave something behind mm. for my kids. Yeah. Okay, because going to college, and they're in college now, I want them to own something mm. they can control. Yeah. So when I'm dead and gone 50 years away, they can have something that's theirs, that's making money, and they can build upon that foundation. Yep. Awesome. So for you, it's legacy. I want you guys all to think, why is it important to you? Because you're never going to do the activity, you're never going to do the work if you don't have your why clearly honed in. So what's the key to get clients coming to you on a consistent basis? When it comes to landing clients for your digital marketing agency, really there's only a finite number of ways. There's cold outreach, right? Which is what often we have to start with. Sending cold emails, doing drop-ins, making cold calls. And there's some ways to do that in a leveraged way. There's marketed lead generation, running Facebook ads, doing pay-per-click advertising, maybe doing direct mail, marketed leads. There's associations and speaking opportunities, like finding your niche, being at their association meetings, finding opportunities to speak where they meet, extremely powerful. And then there's JVs, joint ventures, finding people that already sell to the client you want to serve, aligning with them, finding a strategic reason for them to refer you, very powerful. I know lots of agencies, they grew their business to seven figures on any one of these key strategies. And the last in my mind is inbound marketing. That's putting out great content, positioning yourself as the expert and getting the customers to come to you. These are all powerful ways to land clients. The fact is, if you can get good at two of these, just two, you'll have enough leads and enough opportunity to grow your business on a consistent basis and ultimately get to a place of significance. But what I want to talk about today is inbound marketing. Chris asked me to share the one strategy that's really driven our agency to the next level. So what is inbound marketing? Inbound marketing is great content that can be discovered on the internet, on Google, on iTunes, on YouTube, on social media, that positions you as the expert to the niche that you serve. That makes it kind of without question that you understand that type of business, that you can get great results, and that you are the go-to person, right? If you've got that kind of content out there, people will inevitably come to you. The other key piece to getting inbound leads and opportunity is having a database, right? And more important, a database of people that know, like, and trust you. A big fan of Dan Kennedy and especially Frank Kern. And I was at the Info Summit probably like seven or eight years ago. And one of the things that really stuck with me that Frank Kern said was, the money isn't in the list, it's in the relationship with the list. So you have to be in a place where the people in your niche that are sitting in your database know, like, and trust you. They have a relationship with you before they even try to do business with you. 
And you have to be rolling out new relevant content on a consistent basis. Really, that's the crux of inbound marketing. So what usually happens is we wind up with a list of some sort, if we're doing any proactive marketing, right? We join the association of the niche. Like William said, you climb one mountain, I'm going to really encourage you to find that mountain and you go deep with it, right? Don't just cold call a couple people. Join the association, get involved, and get a list. You do marketed leads, like you run some Facebook ads, you run some pay-per-click advertising, you get people to raise their hand. And ideally, you're doing some cold email. There's great tools out there to scrape databases and just make cold introductions to people to get their attention. But what happens usually is those people don't convert. 99% of the time, they have some interest or they show no interest, but they're in our database and they don't convert. And really the question becomes, what are we doing with them after they wind up in our database? And the sad reality is often nothing happens or we don't have a database, which is even a bigger concern, right? The power is in the relationship to the list. And the most important thing you can be doing on a weekly, monthly, annual basis is building your list and developing relationship with them. So what do we do? How do we nurture the database? Well, from what I've found to work well, you want to touch them two to three times per week via email. And you gasp. Two to three times a week? Man, well, they might get annoyed. I don't even send them an email once a month. Deliverability rates the way that they are. Most of the times they don't see your email. People are extremely busy, so it's really hard to get their attention. One of the most powerful things we did was we started touching the people in our database multiple times. And really what we want is for them to go, and this is Chet Holmes, the ultimate sales machine, to go from, I've never heard of this guy, he claims to understand internet marketing for plumbing and HVAC contractors, to, I've heard of that guy, he kind of showed up at a couple places and I've gotten a couple emails from him, to... Yeah, that guy's really annoying. I mean, he's a little bit annoying. He emails me all the time. He sends me stuff in the mail and I'm kind of irritated to, yeah, maybe I'll give him an opportunity. Sounds like he knows what he's doing and he's pretty persistent to, yeah, I'm a client and that guy's amazing, right? That's the kind of marketing you want to do to the people within your database. We want to add value in these two to three touches. So when we're sending these emails, it's not, hey, what's up? You ready to do some internet marketing? Hey, I can help you get five or six new leads a month. It's value added. It's how can you generate better results online? How should you optimize your website for conversion? It's things that they will find interesting and relevant. That way you're not showing up and bugging them, but you're showing up with value. And we want to nurture the database and ultimately offer help, right? You can't just put out content and hope that someday somebody says, well, that guy was pretty cool. How do I chase him down, right? Offer the opportunity. Let them know, hey, this is what I do. This is what I specialize in. I would love the opportunity to show you how I can help. And I promise you, if you build a database and you start to put out relevant content on a consistent basis, you're going to get clients coming to you with very low sales resistance. So what I found a shortcut to do this, because that sounds like a lot of work, right? Emailing them a bunch of times and then coming up with content all the time. Like that's a lot of work. How does anybody have time to do that? The shortcut I found is that it, one topical webinar on a monthly basis can be the ultimate lever for your digital marketing agency growth. And I'll kind of explain how and why. So we talked about we want to grow our database, which means we want new people getting into our database on a monthly basis. And then we also want to nurture that database, right? We've got to be touching them on a consistent basis. We've got to be adding value to them. So how does webinars help with this? Well, when you do a webinar and it's on a relevant topic to your niche, to your database, we can syndicate in a lot of different ways. Really, all it is, is a video. And we take that video of the webinar that we conduct. We can get it up on YouTube. We can get it up on iTunes, the audio part of it. We can take the slides and put it up on SlideShare. 
We can share it out to the groups and the pages that we're in that our prospects hang out at. And doing that is discoverable content out on the internet, right? Yes? And if we close that content in an intelligent way that says, hey, if you found this interesting, you like more ideas and strategies on how to grow your plumbing or HVAC business, I've got this great implementation guide. You can download it by going to plumberseo.net slash free. I'll give you the guide completely free of charge. That means every piece of content that you put out draws people into your funnel, adds them to your database, and gets them into this long-term nurture thing I'm going to be talking about. The other thing we do with webinars is it gives us the ability to nurture the database because we have a reason to invite them via email every month. There's something about a live event that gives you permission to email them about the event. Hey, it's going to be on Thursday at two o'clock. You don't want to miss it. And you can send a couple emails about that, right? And then a reason to send them another email after it's done. Hey, don't know if you were able to attend the webinar or not, but it was awesome. Go here and watch the replay. So now you've got a reason to touch the database a couple times, which inevitably nurtures them. Does that make sense? So what we're talking about is developing a systematic process to create new content to nurture our database on a consistent basis. And again, webinar is the ultimate lever for this. Reason to email the database multiple times. The invite to the webinar, a reminder right before the webinar goes live, a replay after the webinar, in case you missed it. It creates multiple streams of content. We've got the live webinar, and that's important, right? People are showing up, and you've got their undivided attention for that brief window of time. The YouTube video that we upload into cyberspace, and it can now be discovered on YouTube. As a bonus, and this is kind of a cool hack, any webinar that you do, I'm going to share some ideas and insights on the types of webinars and how to structure those webinars. But any webinar you do usually has, what, like five or six bullets. So just as an example, how to optimize your plumbing or HVAC website for maximum conversion, right? One bullet is make sure that you have pictures and authenticity on your website. One bullet is make sure you've got your phone number in the top right-hand corner. And you talk, right? You talk for about three to five minutes on any given bullet. Powerful hack is to take that little segment, that little three to five minute video, that piece, and upload it separately on YouTube with your end cap, which says, hey, if you thought this was valuable, you'd like more ideas and strategies on how to market your plumbing or HVAC business online, go back to my website, plumberseo.net slash free. Does that make sense? So you're now you've taken one webinar, you've created multiple emails, and you've created probably five or six separate videos that you can now upload into YouTube, upload to iTunes, and create great inbound opportunities for your plumbing or HVAC business, for your agency. The other thing you can do is you can take your webinar and create a blog post on your own company website, right? which I highly encourage you to do. So you take the video file, you have it transcribed, and you have a great blog post on your website. Take the audio, you can load it up into iTunes. This is very simple stuff. Take the slides, put them up on SlideShare. And then, of course, you're able to leverage all of this on social media. You're creating a buzz. You're sending emails out about a webinar. You're sending emails about after the webinar. You're posting on your company Facebook page. You're posting on the groups that you're in. Hey, this is a great webinar. It's going to be about this topic. Can you guys see how this creates a wave of momentum for your inbound opportunities? Because really what I'm talking about is one live webinar creates at least three touches to your database and at least six pieces of content that you can then leverage to create this inbound stuff. And again, the big idea is that one new webinar per month can drive your whole content and lead generation engine. Is that a powerful insight? I really feel like I could stop right here. And if you just took that, like everybody knows about webinars, right? This is not new stuff. But the concept of running new webinars on a consistent basis and being able to leverage it in that way, are you guys going to be able to do this? Awesome. So I just want to share an example of this. Jeff Fisher, who used to run a local child care marketing agency, 
We came in contact about four years ago. He was a generalist agency struggling to get his business to the next level and kind of following our model, choose a niche, position yourself as the expert. He decided, yeah, I'm going to go after local childcare facilities. And he did that for a little bit, but Jeff is not a very assertive individual. Like he's an awesome guy. He's very technically savvy, but he's just not an assertive guy that's going to go out and make cold calls and do all kinds of stuff. So he latched onto this concept. Let me do a webinar every month. Let me slice it up. Let me get it up on YouTube. Let me start to syndicate it out. What happened was awesome because he was doing one webinar a month. He was getting like 10 or 15 people to register and only like one or two people would show up. And he would kind of come to me and say, you know, I don't know if it works because I don't have enough people looking at my stuff. I don't have enough people attending. What was awesome was he was landing one or two clients every single month from this one strategy. And it started to build because he started to have that content out on the internet that was getting discovered and having people come to him. Fast forward about a year and a half. He grew his business to just shy of seven figures and sold it to another digital marketing agency. And so this is the power of this concept in the real world, applicable to a digital marketing agency just like yours. So let's dive into the five key principles on how to actually get this done, right? You get the concept, right? Raise your hand if you get the concept. One webinar, drive your whole thing. So how do you actually do this? The first thing you need to do is you need to set up your appointment funnel, which just means you've got a registration page and then a confirmation page. And I want to share like a very, very cool hack with you. This is everybody that's falling asleep. Perk back up. Take out your notepad. This single insight is going to be worth my entire session. You can get quality appointments even if they don't sit on our webinar. And how do we do that? This was a game changer for me and my digital marketing agency. It's been a game changer for most of the people that I work with and share this concept with. The idea is they get to the registration page because they're interested in the topic of your webinar of the month. And instead of saying what most people say, which is, hey, you're confirmed, add it to your schedule, we'll see you on Thursday, or see you on whenever the webinar is, and calling it a day, that is the most powerful page in your entire funnel. Because what you say on that page isn't you're confirmed, it's, hey, congratulations, and you have an autoplay video, hey, congratulations, you're registered for the webinar. What I find is most plumbing and HVAC contractors that register for these webinars, you know, they want to understand what's going on, they want to be on the cutting edge, but what they really want is somebody that can execute these strategies for them. And if that's you, I'd like to see you on the webinar, but really what I want to do is let's schedule one-on-one. We'll look at your business, we'll look at where you're at today, we'll look at what you have in place, and I'll be able to show you some very specific things to implement these strategies and get it going in your business. So if that sounds good, click the button below. You will take it to my schedule and we can schedule a time to talk. This is a complete game changer. The fact is your best prospects, the people that make buying decisions, the people that actually are going to hire you and pay a premium rate, they don't sit on webinars. The business owner doesn't have a lot of time to sit on a webinar. He's busy. He's running his company. He's got people out in the field, but he wants to know what's going on. How many of you guys register for webinars? Everybody's hand goes up right? We all want the information, but we don't have the time to sit on it. And what stops us from taking action on doing this type of stuff? We're worried our webinar is not going to be good. Our content is not going to be good enough. Well, the fact is your best prospect isn't going to sit on the webinar and they're not going to watch the replay. So if you can put out great content, just come up with a sexy topic and promote it every single month, you can generate appointments from people that are super excited about doing business with you. So this is just an example. I recently did a webinar on Google local service ads for the plumbing and HVAC trade interesting topic that a lot of our prospects are interested in. At 193 people register, I have like a pre-qualification process I use. I don't recommend all of you do that if you're not already really overbooked. But 58 of them took the next step, which is, hey, let me go ahead and look at scheduling an appointment with this guy before sitting on the webinar. 
we had 19 scheduled webinars. We get pre-qualified appointments every single month from webinars that nobody ever sits on or watches. So really, I kind of hit this home. I don't even know if it's worth repeating, but we spend so much time vexing over the content. We got to have the perfect webinar. We have to have the perfect flow. We got to make sure the slides look great. And that stops us from taking action. When the fact is your best prospects aren't going to sit on the webinar and they're not going to watch the replay. The key insight is to promote webinars, to promote content. That is what's going to get the attention. That's what's going to get people to your schedule on a pretty consistent basis. Now, again, there is benefit to doing good content and having that information out there, but don't let that stop you from taking action. So the next piece is you have to promote the webinar, right? You want to get the most bang for your buck, and this is just once a month. So use emails. I recommend sending a couple emails every month. Post it out on social media. Use promoted posts, especially to people that have visited your website over the last 90 days. Find that works really well. Use social messaging. You know, people aren't checking their emails the way that they did before, but just about everybody has Facebook. And Chris, we're all addicted, right? We're all addicted to Facebook. Your prospects are addicted to Facebook. They might not get your email, but if you send them a messenger message, they're going to see that. So tap into that. And if you've got free time, you know, some of you guys are like cold calling. You don't have any appointments. Like, what am I going to do? Why not call? But don't call and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about something. Hey, I've got a great webinar coming up on Tuesday. I'm going to be sharing how to triple your sales by getting your internet marketing right. We'd love to have you attend. What's the best email to get you registered, right? So kind of get creative with how you promote your webinars. Show up and provide great value, right? There's so many different topics that you can do webinars on. This is a thing where I could see you get stuck and be like, I don't know what my topics are. I don't know what I would do. Well, you just keep it basic. And you guys are students of the game. I could tell that because you're here at this conference and you're learning. And Chris isn't the only person you learn from. Am I right? Like, are you guys all actively learning this stuff every single day? And you're getting insights on how to run pay-only ads and how to run Facebook ads and all of these different ideas. All you have to do is take those insights, which you think everybody knows, and apply it to a specific vertical. So for me, I take all of the cool things I learn by going to the Traffic Conversion Summit and by going to Dan Kennedy's events. I say, okay, I'm going to take that concept and explain it to plumbers and HVAC contractors in a way they'll find it interesting. And then you just cover the fundamentals, right? Some of the ones that we do on a very consistent rotation is how to set up your website for maximum conversion, right? So if you're working with dentists, how to set up your dental website for maximum conversion. Easy webinar. And then you just talk for 20, 30 minutes about what a good dental website should have on it. How to get your plumbing or HVAC website ranked for the most important keywords. How to get online reviews that position you as the go-to company. How to tap into social media as a strategy to get leads on a consistent basis, et cetera, et cetera. Can you guys think of 12 potential webinar topics that you could run. Another hack here is don't wait to the month to think, okay, what am I going to do next month's webinar on? Spend 30 minutes or less and flesh out 12 webinar topics and you're done. It's like you've set down a railroad track for yourself. There's no thinking. It's just January, I'm going to do this one. February, I'm going to do that one. March, I'm going to do this one. And it's just setting up the emails and doing the promotion. Is that helpful? And then you want to make sure you follow up effectively, right? If you do the webinar, which you will, and you show up and, you know, maybe some people show up and they convert, maybe they don't. Again, we're not going to focus too much on that, but we do want to make sure we get the most out of every webinar that we do. So of course we will post a replay. We'll send an email or a couple emails. Hey, in case you missed the webinar, go here, watch it now. It's amazing. Call to follow up. Again, this is one of those things. If you've got the wherewithal and you've got some extra time, everybody that registered is a prospect. Call them up. Hey, did you have a chance to sit on the webinar? What did you think? Do you have any questions? Do you think they would be more inclined to have a conversation with you if you approached them like that than if you were cold calling them? 
Absolutely. And then you want to syndicate your content, right? This is the double-edged sword that makes this work so well. So we talked about the fact that we create the webinar. Most people don't show up, but we get appointments anyways. But we also want to create inbound opportunity. We want to position ourselves in a way that people would look at us and say, wow, that guy or girl really understands this business. And so when we syndicate it, that's how we put out our inbound marketing content. So we load it up onto YouTube. We take the post and we put it onto the website with a transcription. We load it up into iTunes. This is not nearly as hard as you think. You take the audio file, you load it up into Amazon S3 or Libsyn or one of these platforms, and you have that synced to iTunes, and you've got a podcast. You look like an expert. You take the slides, you export them to a PDF, and you load them up into SlideShare. Lots of traction there. We post it on social media. And then we rinse and repeat, right? We just do this every single month. Roll out a new webinar, promote it via email and social media, syndicate the content, build the authority, develop the list, and drive new sales on a consistent basis. So I've got some other things I'm going to cover, but I would love to hear some of the key insights so far. I've covered a lot of ground. I want you guys to go to the mics. I want to hear the key insights from you guys so far. What I find is often we sit in these sessions and we get golden nuggets, but unless you pause and you write it down and you vocalize it, it kind of just washes over you. So that's why I want to take this moment just to kind of hear from you guys. At least one or two of you need to get up. Somebody. I would say it's incredibly brilliant what you do with, if you would really like somebody to do this for you, why don't we set up an appointment? I've never heard of that. I'm very impressed. Good. That's a great insight. I hope all of you guys go home with that. You know, just shortcut the process. The webinars. I've never done a webinar. I know I should be doing them. I do have an agency. You know, if you've never done a webinar, what's a good way to start practicing to do those? Best way to practice doing webinars, set up your slides, turn on ScreenFlow or Camtasia, and do the webinar to yourself. Okay. Right? That's the way I did my first couple. I don't want a bunch of people to hear me live. Right. You do it on Camtasia. Okay. Better, though, would be to schedule it, promote it, force yourself to show up. Your first couple, probably not a ton of people are going to show up anyways, and you record it while you do it live. The best way to create content is live. So does that help? Yeah, absolutely. Do you prefer going live the first time or recorded the first time? Go live. Okay. Any insights to share? Because you asked a question. That's fine, but... No, not really. I just, like I said, I've never done webinars. I know I should be doing them. I have several clients that I could be doing them. Obviously, I'm here to expand my agency, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm getting a lot of golden nuggets today. Yeah. Good. So Awesome. Thank you. Go ahead. I'm very comfortable doing webinars. Good. But my thought process is, you know, each month you're wanting to plan the information that you're wanting to share. But in order to share that, you have to have probably quite a bit of knowledge in order to do that. So how, where do you go find your knowledge in order to share each month? Mm -hmm. There's this amazing website. You guys might have heard of it. It's called Google.com. Yes. (laughs) No, I mean, seriously. And don't overthink it, right? Mm -hmm. You know more than you're giving yourself credit for. You know a lot. And so... Take a topic, whatever it is, how to use lead ads, for instance, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You probably know, maybe you don't, but it's something you already know about. Write your five key bullets. You've got a cover slide. Hey, here's what we're going to talk about today. Hit your five key bullets and then ask if they have any questions. That's really all there is. And you go to Google and you read a couple articles about it just to kind of flesh out your knowledge. But I don't really think you should overthink it. Come up with a topic, write five bullets, have a presentation background that looks pretty and get to work. Okay, thank you. Thanks for sharing, guys. I, I, this is awesome. Yeah, she kind of touched on my uh, question there. Uh, what other methods do you use outside of webinars to actually do your business? Do you use any other technique? Is this principally the key technique you use? I talked about the five different ways to generate clients. Okay. We do a lot of those. Probably the biggest is association involvement. So we do plumbing and HVAC contractors. That's our niche. 
There's a National Plumbing Association. There's at least two or three sub-associations, which are high-caliber folks. We're in those associations, so we get the list. They have events, so we're at the events with a booth. We're at the mixers that happen after the fact. Got a lot of business from that. I look for opportunities to speak like this about topics that they'll find interesting. That's powerful. We do the webinars. We've got a book, How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right for Plumbing and HVAC Contractors. We do a lot of different things, but I'd say this is the most powerful. Okay, so do you use click-to-call as one of the tactics that you utilize to get customers? We do click-to-call for our clients to get them results. Absolutely. What is your YouTube channel? Plumber SEO. And then you also said something about a PDF document that you can have access to if we go to that website. If you go to plumberseo.net, you guys all have open permission to do that. You'll see exactly how we market. There's lots of cheat sheets and guides. You'll notice my face all over Facebook because I'm retargeting everybody that gets to our page. So that's the only caveat. You go to our page, you won't ever lose my face. One of the good key insights that you had was to take the content and put it in all sorts of different formats because I actually just went through a bunch of my blogs the other day and I was like, well, that was some pretty good stuff. Hmm. But it's not in video. I didn't send it to my list. So it's just sitting there. So thank you. Yeah, powerful. Great. Take the stuff that you have, reuse it, leverage it in more than one way, send it out via email, post it on social media. So my insight is, if I'm correct, is using the system of webinars, which you explained, if you were just selling apples only, you could still use that. It doesn't matter if you're just doing, you know, paper call. Let's say I don't do SEO, I don't do website design. I can funnel leads into that system just to have webinars on. Here's why you should be using paper call. Here's why you should be doing this and just rinse and repeat that whole system. And then later as that grows, if I want to do other stuff, just rinse and repeat, but for a different topic. Absolutely. Yeah, this applies to exactly what you're doing, exactly what you're talking about. We'll do two more and then we'll keep going. In regards to uh, Google local service ads that you mentioned, are you taking the agency approach to manage their GLA ads yourself, you know, charging just like you would for an AdWords or GMB, you know, their maps, their organic, their video, their social, are you upselling that? Well, we help them handle it. I guess is the easy way. We help them get their background checks done and we help them manage that whole process as part of a fee that they pay us. Is that a one-time or an ongoing? Ongoing. So you're just marking up the call then? We don't mark up the call. They pay us a monthly fee. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Last one. Okay. A couple different insights. My background's engineering, transition marketer. One of the things is I get into the how too much. And so I think one of the challenges I have is trying to tell them all how to do it when Mm. I just need to cover the what and the why, Mm -hmm. the purpose behind doing it. So I think that's some insight that I got here today. Also, the repurposing the content. And to that gentleman's point there, you could also joint venture with somebody who's actually in SEO or in a certain type of marketing, and you can do a joint venture and do webinars that way. Another epiphany that I got was on the miss. When you read a lot of the content, that's out there. A lot of it's dated or it's old. Mm. And there's a lot of myths out there. So you could uncover those myths and fix those. That, that can also raise your expert status. So those are just some insights that I got. Powerful. No doubt. And you could do myths. You can do case studies. Once you have some examples, those case studies give you tremendous social proof. It's like you just show up and you explain what you did for this client and the results that they got. Magnetically attractive. One takeaway that I got from you, and I th- want to thank you very much. Thank um, you. The confirmation page, taking them to your appointment scheduler brilliant. Yes. I have done tons of webinars. I've only seen it one time. Good insight. I'm glad that was repeated. So I'll real quick just kind of walk through our process. I don't want to get too tactical and too in the weeds, but you've got the idea. You've got some of the strategy. So I just want to talk a little bit about our setup. So the webinar engine of preference for me is Zoom webinars. There's all kinds of great platforms for this, right? There's GoToMeeting and there's other things. I just happen to like Zoom. 
for all of our opt-in funnel, so the registration page, the thank you page, the replay page, do that in ClickFunnels. Very simple to set up, very simple to manage. In order to get the registration page into our database, our database is Infusionsoft. So whether that's Infusionsoft or Active Campaign or Agile CRM, you can use a tool like Plus This or Zapier to get that data once they register into your database. Obviously, again, the thank you page, we confirm registration and we offer the strategy session. And we want to do that in the email as well. So, hey, thanks for registering. It's going to be awesome. Just in case you didn't see it, your email has a link to the video that talks to them about scheduling the strategy session. So just don't miss that opportunity. For promoting the registration page, we use Infusionsoft and Facebook ads. So yes, you want to send emails, but don't forget to leverage social media, especially your retargeted audience. We send five to six emails. We space it about a week in advance. We start promoting a webinar. Again, it's only once per month. Five or six emails coming at them from different angles. Hey, this is what we're going to talk about. This is why you want to attend. These are some examples of why this is going to be powerful for you and your plumbing or HVAC business. We send the replay two to three times. Don't just send it once because again, most of the time it doesn't get delivered, but come at it from a different angle. One of the most powerful things that I've found to get our replays actually watched is a strategy I learned from Russell Brunson. Any Russell Brunson fans in here? The subject line is, in case you missed this part. So we had great feedback from Tuesday's webinar. Everyone loved it, but there was one critical insight at seven minutes and 37 seconds where I unpacked this, this or whatever it was. If you don't have time to go watch the whole thing, go back and watch that one piece. Like that's a sizzle that you put on an email that you put in social media. Even if they had no intention of watching the webinar, for whatever reason, it creates this curiosity loop that they have to go and see what's going on at seven minutes and 53 seconds. Also, don't forget to syndicate the replay on social media. So you promote the live event. You show up, you conduct it live. You do the replay, you send the replay link, you post it on social media, but you can also do a promoted post. I usually run it for about two weeks after the webinar to tell them, hey, go watch the replay. And really what this does is it gives you omnipresence. We talked about having the database and developing the relationship with the database. We're in their inbox, right? They're seeing us at events. Somebody asked about some of the things we did, but they're also seeing us on social media. And we're doing one webinar, but it feels like, holy cow, this guy's got something new going on all of the time. And it's because they're seeing us in a lot of different modalities and a lot of different places. So don't forget to promote the replay on social media as well. And then, of course, syndicate it out to YouTube, SlideShare, and iTunes. I have a step-by-step. Again, I do not want to get too technical into the weeds. If you want to get this step-by-step checklist, come see me. I'd be glad to get you a link to it. Or maybe, Chris, I don't know if this is something we could share. And it just kind of walks you through what I do before a webinar to get prepared, to choose the topic and the dates and all of that stuff. And then what I do after the webinar, step-by-step. And this is something I actually just give to my VA. So all I have to do is pick the topic and get myself ready. And then the VA sets everything up and then does all of the follow-through after. Next steps. I think I'm right on stride here. Where do we go from here? What I want you guys to do is commit to monthly webinars. Map out your next three months at a minimum. Ideally, you do the next 12. That might be a stretch. But just map out your next three webinars. And most importantly, block them on your calendar. There's two types of learning just in case and just in time. Most of us do just in case learning. Oh, I'm going to read about webinars. I'm going to research Zoom webinar because Josh said that was cool. And I'm going to like kind of look through some slides. I'm going to learn all of this cool stuff because just in case I want to do a webinar someday, I have that, right? And that's practically worthless. How many of you guys have failed with just in case learning again and again? And then there's just in time learning. So just in time learning is I've got a webinar on Thursday. 
I've already invited some people and they're going to show up. I better learn how to set up my Zoom webinar. I better learn how to set up my slides. I better get myself rehearsed and practiced. And what I want to encourage you guys to do with everything that you learn at this session over the next couple of days is just-in-time learning because just-in-time learning is how things get done. So literally, block out the next three months. Put on the schedule, these are the dates I'm going to do these webinars and commit to doing it. Once it's on the calendar, you have no choice but to do some just-in-time learning. And if I can get you guys to walk away with one crystallized insight from today's session, and I think a couple people mentioned it, but the fact is, is that one webinar per month on a new topic can drive your entire content and lead generation engine. So that's my presentation, Chris. I'd be glad to open it up for questions. During the insights piece, there was a lot of questions that kind of came with the insights. I think we have some time for some additional questions. Yeah? As far as building an agency, what is better? Promote the company as the brand or you as the brand? And the second question is, is the strategy session with you or a rep within the company? Okay, that's two questions. The first was, do you promote a brand or yourself? So the answer for me is, I'm the face of the company. So if you look around, you see my face on the homepage. You see my face on all of the content. I'm the one that does the webinars. But there is a brand. It's called Plumbing and HVAC SEO. So we're promoting the brand which makes it a sellable asset, but I'm kind of the spokesperson that everybody sees. The second question was, do I do the strategy sessions, which is the sales call, or does a sales rep? For several years, I did the sales calls. Didn't have a salesperson, so I answered the call and took them through a consultative sales process and asked for the business. I'm fortunate enough today to have a director of business development, and he handles the strategy sessions. And I think kind of the question might have come from, if you're the guy that they saw on the webinars and they saw on the homepage, aren't they disappointed that they're not talking to you when they finally get to the strategy session? And the answer has been no. I mean, they might be disappointed, but if my sales representative is quality and they can take them through a good consultative sales process, they buy. We have about a 45% close ratio for people that come through our funnel and are taken through our sales process by my sales guy. Does that answer that question? Awesome. So when you're actually doing your webinar, especially with Zoom, you can actually go live also on Facebook mm-hmm. while you're doing it. So is that what you're actually also doing? I do that, like yes. Live with it? Yep. So her question is when you do the webinar, you can have it live, right? But then there's a button you can press to share live and you can share live to your Facebook page and then have it shared in a lot of different places. I tend to do that. I want that up on social media. And we get people that watch it right there on Facebook, and then we get other people that watch it when they're live, and then we get other people that go back and watch it after the fact. So good question. I believe the answer to my previous question, which is about doing this in the evenings and all that, was indirectly answered through everything, which is you set up the webinar when your time fits. You set up the callbacks when your time fits. And if it's a business owner and you say, I can't talk to you till 7 at night, so what? It's our schedule, not their schedule. And that's the insight I took from that. Let people come to you on your schedule, not. So did I miss anything in that? It all seems too damn simple. And just set up the webinar, you set up the system. and I do think you want to make yourself available at times that would be convenient to your prospects. Yeah. So if you're only available at 7 p.m., that might be an issue, right? Even if they liked you and they felt like your content was awesome, like you want to make sure you've got some slots that are conducive yeah. or a sales representative that can represent you and take them through a, an intelligent sales process. Okay, thank you. Good. Quick question. How long do you leave the replays up for your webinars? Indefinitely. So I know that's contrarian because a lot of people say you got to create scarcity, otherwise no one's going to consume the content. My approach to this, it's not one amazing webinar, it's multiple webinars. And I want it to become like inbound fodder for my business. And it does become inbound fodder. So I want it to get discovered. So I leave it up on YouTube and I keep it out on our replay page as long as it's forever. 
Okay. On the editing, when you're repurposing the content, mm -hmm. do you do intros and atros just to talk, hey, here's what we're about to cover here today, create that excitement, we're going to cover this one piece, and then at the end, you're doing the call to action. You're probably wondering how you can work with me, et cetera, et cetera. In the perfect world, you do an intro and an outro. In my real world, the whole video is on a timeline. You take the little piece that you want. Usually, all I do is I have one pre-recorded close. Got it. And it's basically, hey, if you found this interesting and you like more ideas and strategies on how to more effectively market your plumbing rate HVAC business online, I've created what I call an implementation guide that shows you exactly how to actually implement this in the real world. To get that, go to plumberseo.net slash free. You'll see most of my videos take them back to that page where they can opt in for that. And then there's a whole nurture sequence and everything like that. It would be great to have an opening for each of those clips, but you got to look at the amount of effort you got to put in. If it's just a natural segue, they just get that piece of content, you name it, something intelligent that matches what you're talking about on YouTube, and it starts to get a little life of its own. Well, you can also outsource that too. Yes. As well. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. My pleasure. Just one question. Do you ever drive traffic to the registration page and strategy session from other sources like Facebook ads or Google ads or some other source other than webinars? Yes. This is one strategy that works really well. Obviously, you want to use as many opportunities as you can. The, the big other funnels that we run, we get a lot of traffic now from our inbound traffic, right? We get people discover us from all of this inbound content that we do. They get on the page. So we retarget everybody. And our go-to offer is me standing there saying, hey, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to get a copy of our book, How to Triple Your Sales by Getting Your Internet Marketing Right for Plumbing and HVAC Contractors. It's a $19.95 book. I'd like to send it to you completely free of charge. That works really well. We do get the shipping and handling. We've got a buyer at that point. We get them into our funnel. We get something physical in their hands. And then we run Facebook ads to various lead magnets. So, you know, the ultimate guide to Google local ads and things like that. Not completely necessary, but your question was, do we do other advertising? And yes. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the 7 Figure Agency Podcast. If you're ready to take your agency to the next level, go to sevenfigureagency.com forward slash webinar to register for our next 100% free agency growth plan workshop.